More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, News Roundup, Information Overload Hour, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, uh, big night for President Trump last night. In turn, he might, by the end of... When when they're finally count done counting all of them, um, we're waiting for a couple of calls and a couple of races. I did they, uh, Linda? I think they called the Arizona Attorney General for Trump's candidate, didn't didn't they? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, so we're still waiting on the 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 race for governor, and we're going to see. But it was interesting because all night long you were watching. Now that. The Trump back uh, Senate candidate Blake Masters won in pretty short order. Uh, one of the Eric's won out in uh, Missouri, and that was uh, Eric Schmidt. And we're still waiting on Kerry Lake, who you know was down for most of the night and then made a a really spectacular comeback. And and she was the Trump back candidate there. At, by when all's said and done, I don't think we've gotten calls yet in Washington District Three or Washington. District four, but it could be that Donald Trump had a perfect endorsement night in terms of candidates that that he went out on a limb for, um, and there were I think like forty of them. He's about I think his record now is one hundred and fifty seven and ten. I don't know if that includes all of them, but judging from the primary results, Donald Trump's political design, uh, demise uh, is probably been as usual greatly exaggerated. And you can tell kind of by the tone of the media mob and, and their reports, they don't like it one bit. If the CNN men on the street um, about Liz Cheney in Wyoming is any indication, Liz is not going to have a good night next Tuesday. Uh, although, in my mind, I, I think she's already checked the box, checked out, and is probably thinking, okay, I'll work with the Lincoln Project and run as a third-party candidate or potentially run as a third-party candidate. We'll see. It was a big race in Michigan. Tudor uh, Dixon, a conservative commentator, um, won the Republican nomination. She'll go up against Gretchen Whitmer. That's going to be one of the most high-profile races in November for sure. So some of these races are going to get very interesting. I think we have a pickup opportunity, well, two pickup opportunities out west, and that would be Nevada with Adam Laxalt and now with Blake Masters. 
uh, getting the nod in Arizona. I think those are pickup opportunities. Uh, we're going to keep an eye on Colorado. We're going to keep an eye on the state of Washington. With I guess there's some potential there as well. Um, but all in all, the Kansas Attorney General uh, Eric Schmidt, endorsed by Trump, won by a very healthy margin there. Um, I just I, we got to check see if you can get an update on Washington three, Washington four, and all of the candidates that voted to impeach Trump. I think they all are getting defeated. The last I looked. But I haven't looked in a while. Uh, we're going to be on the road doing this show tomorrow. We will be at CPAC in Texas, in Dallas, and looking forward to seeing our CPAC friends. We we go there most years. We didn't go there last year for some reason. I don't remember. Uh, but anyway, Matt Schlapp, um, I mean, his he runs a great organization. It organizes. It's really hardcore grassroots conservatism. He himself wrote the best-selling book, The Desecrators, Defeating the, the Cancel Culture Mob, Reclaiming One Nation Under God. He organizes all of CPAC, um, and I'll be speaking there, I believe, tomorrow afternoon. And I uh, look forward to being there. Mr. Schlapp, how are you, sir? Sean, it's great to welcome you back to CPAC. I don't think you could be at a more critical time. I mean, I know this isn't a presidential election, but this one is, is for all the marbles. Are we going to stop socialism? Are we going to stop this? lunacy or are we going to go down to defeat that's what's before the american people what was your take on the results last night and your take overall trump now in these primaries is 157 and 10 it's a pretty good race he, by the time all is said and done he might have run the table i'm assuming carrie lake is going to probably get the nod for governor in arizona and if she does and these two races in washington come down the trump not the trump endorsed candidates he will have run the table last night yeah look i was for jim layman out in arizona uh and uh you know trump came out for blake masters and it just when he does that it just changes the whole complexion of the race and uh, well, you know, listen i, I supported bernovich the attorney general is a great guy i think he would have been a great candidate but you know at the end of the day you win some you lose some these primaries are what they are they are what they are and and, and they all want to get this trump endorsement so when i read the New York Times or Maggie Haberman or somebody saying, "Hey, you know, he's not. He doesn't have quite the cloud he used to have." I, I don't see that. And uh, you know, I think Carrie Lake's win is a big one. I think these Senate endorsements. I think he's. Per, I think he's got a perfect record. And look, I think at the end of the day, the general election is going to be about. It's going to be nationalized. So it's going to be about a national theme. And the theme is definitely: Does socialism help you, help you, or hurt you? Are you proud to be an American? under this Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi America. And I think the even a lot of Democrats are saying, look, i got to send my own team a message that they're way out of sync with where the American people are. You know, uh, Kevin McCarthy has said repeatedly he's going to come up with a commitment to the American people. And we know what, we know what needs to be included in this. It's not that complicated. Lower taxes, less regulation, a commitment to energy independence. I would even take it a step further and make it energy dominance. I think we ought to be supplying all of Western Europe with their energy needs, and it'll help make America rich again. Uh, certainly securing our borders. Law and order has to be at the top of the list. If you're not safe and secure in your town or city, you can't pursue happiness. And I would say, you know, choice in education is critical we pay more per capita per student on education than any other country in the industrialized world. We have the worst results. So I think if all these candidates compare and contrast, do you want do you want candidates that are going to support Schumer, Pelosi, and Biden, 
or does this country need a change of direction? I don't think there's any bigger choice election in a midterm in our lifetime. Yeah, and I, and I would say that agenda you just spelled out was Donald Trump's agenda, which was amazingly popular and effective. And the other thing I think uh, the voters are looking for is they're looking for some character traits. I think we're winning these battles on policy, and you're right, we should articulate them, and Kevin is uh, has a whole program to do that. But part of it also is a new type of Republican that when they say uh, they're going to stand up to the swamp or when they say they're going to protect your uh, Bill of Rights, that they'll fight like hell to do it. And the one thing about Nancy Pelosi I'll give her credit for is she fights for what she says she's going to fight for. She doesn't back down one day. Our guys too often believe that it'll be too hard to do. And I think what Trump showed the Republican Party, if they're not willing to fight, then the American people lose hope. And we need them to fight. So we got to put these policies together with the virtue of fighting for those policies. And look, I tell you, I think it's going to be a heck of a great November. I think we could govern for a generation if we fight for these policies and demonstrate that to the American people. I think we can change this country and win it back. You know, I assume this has all got to be a common theme throughout the CPAC conference because you have the most prominent conservatives speaking there. Uh, I think, I, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think Donald Trump closes it out. When is that, on Saturday night? Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, yeah. it, it, there's no doubt that the Make America Great Again, America First agenda works. There's just no doubt about it. And we now see what having a strong, we saw what having a strong president looked like. Now we see what having a weak president looks like. And I just don't, I, the, the choice couldn't be any more straightforward or any more clear. Do you want Pelosi? Do you want Schumer? Do you want Biden? Do you want AOC? Do you want the climate alarmist cult? Or do you want freedom and liberty and capitalism and our Constitution? And, and it really is that basic and that fundamental. Conservatism, Matt, is not complicated. No, it's common sense. That's, that's why I think you don't have to be all that political to kind of get it. And I think what you just described um, is exactly why we're going to win. Look, my prognosis on the election is that we're going to win most of these races, even races that look like there's bad poll numbers or bad finance numbers. Now, we're going to win most of them. I think the Republicans that won't win in the purple states or purple or blue states or red states, it's going to be kind of like their own problem, um, their own fault. It's not because the American people don't want to vote for us. They do. They want to vote for us. And I, I just say one other thing about socialism, about the Biden administration, about Pelosi. Every problem we're facing as a country is self-inflicted. The high gas prices, it comes right out of the Green New Deal. They want us to pay high gas prices because they don't want us to use gas anymore. They want us to get windmills and bicycles. You know, they told us that they had this woke agenda and they were going to go after parents and they were going to teach your kids that they could be one of 62 genders and when you're on Facebook, you can pick one of those genders. They told us that that's what they were going to do. And that's creating great hardship for young all right, slow down. Maybe maybe I'm a little behind. 62 separate genders yes. now they're supporting? Yes, that's right. And by the way, it's growing because there's things you can't even believe that they're, uh, they're saying are legitimate choices. So, look, this brings a lot of, you know, I'll tell you something, Sean. We live outside the swamp, and we have friends whose kids are caught up in this crazy false ideology of gender, and their kids are coming home, and they're changing to one of these genders, one of these crazy genders, and, it's so sad to watch. I mean, it, it just breaks your heart. I mean, this is this is this is a real life thing going on in people's families, and it's all intentional. It's all being driven 
uh, by the policies of the Biden administration. So I would just say if you're a voter out there in America, take a breath. What works better for your family, uh, the years of Trump or the years of Biden? I actually think it's a pretty easy answer, which is why our motto at CPAC is fire Pelosi, save America. I think it's that simple. You know, a lot of people thought with the overturning of Roe that that would change the midterms. I think Kansas last night with their referendum proved everybody wrong. What's your take? So I'm from Kansas, as you know, and Mercy and I spent a lot of time campaigning for that. This measure is not being reported correctly. Um, This measure was, they came about this before Roe v. Wade was overturned. So this was simply basically a late, a third-term ban on abortion in Kansas. And so for a lot of pro-lifers, they look at Oklahoma, they look at Missouri, where they've had, uh, you know, much more stringent abortion bills passed, heart bill, heartbeat bills passed, which would limit a lot more abortions. A lot of pro-life voters in Kansas, they weren't that revved up about this because they didn't do that much. So uh, the pro-choice side was very energized. The pro-life side was not energized. Kansas remains a very pro-life state, and they'll pass uh, much, much better pro-life legislation in the future years. But I do think you're right. It's like we're letting the voters decide, which is exactly what the Constitution wants to happen. All right, quick break. We'll come back more with Matt Schlapp. We'll be at CPAC tomorrow. We'll be doing this radio show and Hannity, the TV show from there tomorrow night. Uh, and we get a chance to uh, address the crowd. Looking forward to that. 800-941-SEAN, our number. We'll get to your calls on the other side as well. All right, more with Matt Schlapp. Um, he's the organizer of CPAC. We'll be there tomorrow uh, doing radio and TV from there and look forward to seeing so many of you. What do you think of all the the pronouncements by the left? Um, you know, President Trump's uh, political desi- uh, demise has been greatly exaggerated. Then you look at him running the table last night. Uh, I would say that he still has the heart and soul of the base of this party uh, down pat. And I think people are are wrongly thinking that they're going. Democrats think they're going to run on abortion, anti-guns, January sixth, and of course the old playbook that Republicans are racist, sexist, and horrible people that want you know dirty air, water, and granny to die. Yeah, and I just think that their attacks, uh, their false charges on what conservatives and Republicans stand for, it's just it's not working anymore because people can see how radical their policies are. And on this question of Trump. I kind of have to laugh since I run a big conservative group, Sean. Um, you know, if people like you and, uh, and Donald Trump and Ted Cruz didn't show up at our event, uh, let's just say we'd have a hell of a lot less people there. Um, you, you gotta have the, you know, you could always. I don't, I don't think I'm the big draw that he is, but go ahead. Just keep making my head bigger. It's your show, so I feel like I had to say that, but it's true that Trump is the biggest straw. Yeah, because you you just, you're like a Democrat. You just lie and say whatever you need to say to win. I'm kidding. (laughs) You know, it's like, you got to get the work done. But he, he makes a big difference in all these things. And I tell you, I had people call me and, you know, maybe different people have different opinions on whether he should run, whether he's going to run. But I'll tell you what the base of our party wants. They want to hear from him. They want to listen to him. They want to be in the same room with him. Uh, he matters uh, to these people, and it's, a, it's an emotional connection because, remember, he did something they hadn't seen. He did all the things he said he was going to do. He moved that embassy. He put those justices on the Supreme Court. He cut taxes. He stopped regulation. He took on China. He he fixed the, the broken southern border. Our cities used to work. Remember when our cities used to work? It was only a couple of years ago when our cities used to work. He did these things, and and they're never going to forget it. And I don't think the voters are going to forget it either. 
and he made us energy independent, perhaps one of his biggest successes of, of all time. Uh, Match Lap, I look forward to seeing all our friends at CPAC tomorrow uh, and we'll be uh, in Dallas. Uh, and if you're going to be there, we look forward to seeing you as well. Thank you so much for the invitation. We'll be doing our radio show from there. We'll be doing our TV show from there. Anyway, right, I want to remind you. We look forward to seeing you there. All right, so with all the uh, analysis we've given you on last night's primaries, Kansas, uh, which, honestly, that vote on that referendum on abortion was very interesting, uh, and it negates everything the the radical left and, of course, the media mob had been telling you about abortion. Uh, then, of course, the Michigan uh, conservative commentator, Tudor Dixon, apparently is a really good candidate and could give witless whitmer run for her money so we're watching that still waiting for results carrie lake the gubernatorial will she be the gubernatorial candidate out in arizona so we're watching that race um anyway but then next week we head to wyoming and obviously the most watched primary is going to be that of liz cheney and the polls are showing that she's down by a whopping 20 some odd points at this point and CNN actually did a man on the street. Yeah, fake news CNN. They did a man on the street interview with people to ask what they thought of, of Liz Cheney, and it was not complimentary. Listen. Are you planning to vote for Liz Cheney? Can I cuss? Hell no. Are you planning to support Liz Cheney? Absolutely not. What are your thoughts about Liz Cheney running for a fourth term? Um, personally, I think she said for three too many. Keep in mind, in 2020, Donald Trump won about 70% of the vote in Wyoming. So Liz Cheney's work on the January 6th investigation isn't playing so well with many Wyoming voters. She's done us dirty. How so? Oh, God. Look at how she's done Trump. I'm a, I'm a Trump fan. I'm sorry. So she lost your vote because of her role on the January 6th committee and what she's yes. doing about Trump? Yes. A lot of issues I didn't get to. Some fun stuff out there today. I love the answer. Ron DeSantis had his office issue a scathing response to the hard-hitting news show The View on ABC after the show was asking him to appear as a guest. Now, I, you remember, Linda, I used to go on that show. I don't know why I went on that show, but I used to do it. I think at the time, Fox always wanted me to... They, they kind of encouraged me to do some of these I th- shows. I think that was during that period of time where you were drinking a lot. <laughs> a lot of heavy drinking going on. A lot of I a lot. was on drugs. I was drinking. It's a I, lot. By the way, we're kidding. But um, I used to go on, and one day I'm sitting there. Barbara Walters cannot control the show. Rosie O'Donnell is just won't shut up, and she and I are going at it. And I'm not going to stop. She wasn't going to stop. She's out of her mind, insane. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, why am I wasting my time? I, I could be in bed. I can be under the covers. But that's how just liberals like, are. Right. Like when I would do Good Morning America, and I do the Today Show and all these other shows. I'm it's like, why am I wasting my time? It's completely ridiculous. There's no dialogue. There's no dialogue. I've watched conservatives. They think they're clever. Oh, I'll go on all of the, uh, I'll do an interview with the New York Times, the Washington Post, and, and I'll go on ABC and NBC and CBS and and it'll really help sell my book because they have really big platforms. First of all, these shows don't get ratings. This is number. This is a big myth. Nobody seems to have come to the realization. You know, even these late night shows where they used to get with Leno, you know, five and six shares. You know, they're down to one shares. Nobody's watching them. And it's the same with daytime programming. Nobody's watching that either. 
Anyway, so they reached out to uh, Governor DeSantis to invite him on the show. He declined the invitation, sends an email detailing at least four occasions that the woke show hosts uh, and guests, including, you know, Joyless Behar, Sonny Houston, and, and everybody else, slamming the governor, slamming his policies, and they declined to allow him to go into a light. Well, why, what benefit is there for Ron DeSantis to go there? You know, on a show that is called him racist, homophobic, anti-transgender. What benefit is there? If I was Ron DeSantis, and I'm not, but if I was, I would have went on, okay? And I would have just sat there and said the alphabet. Just to see <laughs> and prove that no matter what you say on that show as a conservative, they would have lost their you mind. Win. You cannot win. You can't win. And it's, yeah, it's but you they did, do it to so, everybody. It's gross. Which, all right. So if I said, I think I'm going to go back on The View, what would you say to me? Oh, my God. I would literally tie you down. I would call your children. We'd <laughs> all lock you in a room. It's not even a thing. I mean, honestly, it's it's so disrespectful. That show is so disrespectful. And I think that there is a real issue. I would feel so differently if when they started a sentence, they would say, listen. It's my opinion. This is what I think. But that's not what they do. They deliver their commentary as if it's built on fact and that their comments themselves, even alone as a standalone, are fact. And they're not. Listen, I, for, the, for the years that we were building this radio show, I tried to make as many appearances as I could in as many markets as I could. And we were writing books in between and, and doing speeches in between. And, you know, I felt that that point, there came a point in my life where I felt like I was a horrible father because I was an absentee dad based on my hours and I just wanted to be home more, you know, like immediately following the show, I'm, I'm making dinner for my daughter, um, before I do TV tonight. And anyway, so it's just, it's, a, it's a different time, a different place, but I do like getting out occasionally and I'm kind of excited about going to CPAC tomorrow. No, it'll be nice. But again, I mean, I don't know if you feel this way, but it is my opinion, having been on all of these book tours with you and been to most of these interviews and met a lot of these people, you know, the audience really changes and, and there is sort of a fever pitch. Like if there is this group mentality, like, yeah, we're going to bash this guy and we're going to do X, Y, Z and we're going to say ABC, then it becomes a problem where we have a situation where it's understood and it's accepted that this is what we're going to do. And I think that when you go to a place like CPAC, it's an environment of sort of like we're all here where it's a it's a common effort of understanding and listening to different ideas, even though we're all part of this conservative movement. We don't all have the same ways about how we want to do it. But that's completely lost on GMA today and all these other shows that just have no interest they, in they, hearing they anything no, else. They have their phony, fake, fraudulent ca uh, caricature of what a conservative is. They oh don't God, even yeah. they don't even want to know. And and that's why they're so triggered, even at the sight or the mention of the name Donald Trump. They can't handle it. Well, you and they, I have had this conversation many times where we have taken the principles or the ideas of certain administrations and just talked about them without attributing them to a certain uh, leader, candidate, what have you. And most times people will agree, right? Gas is too high. Rent is too high. Inflation is too high. Mortgage rates are too high. Food costs are too high. We don't have enough supply. There's a, there's issues within the labor force, right? And you talk about all these ideas and you'll agree. Everyone in the room will agree. 
The second that you assign a DNR, socialism, conservatism, Trump, Hillary, Biden, Obama, Kamala, whatever it is, that's when it turns into a shift show, if you will. And then you can't have a conversation anymore. And it's completely, it just, unfortunately, deteriorates with in front of your very eyes. I, I can't think of one show that I would ever say yes to. <laughs> Not as, I, wouldn't, I, I think, think that you should go on Rogan. Minus the pot smoking. I think that it would be a very interesting interview. I can't be in a room where people are smoking that crap because it just, I can't stand it. Well, I mean, you know, you could wear a ventilator. I, you so you don't get a, a contact high. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think you wear a ventilator. That's something they shove down your lungs. I don't know. Um, you know what I mean. You, you mean a, a mask. Well, a face I, mask, I know. you know, yada, yada. By, by the way, I was on an air the other night and I made a comment. And I said, don't, we were playing a cut from Rogan's show. I forget what it was about. And I said, don't worry, Joe, we're not going to accuse you of being a conservative, because apparently he's very sensitive if somebody calls him a conservative. He's I guess sensitive he about labels, because unfortunately, being labeled is when you start to have issues. So to his credit, I agree with him. I don't think that he should be labeled. Yeah, but didn't he vote for Obama twice? You know, I think yeah. you know somebody that works for him, I right? do, but I mean, regardless, I mean, he's very open well, about he's who he's voted for. he's never invited me on a show. He's not interested, interested in I'm just saying if the opportunity presented itself, if I was yeah. thinking of people that would be interesting. But by the way, you have to fly. Wh- where is he? He's in Texas now. you yeah. got to fly down to Texas to be on a show. Who How wants hard is that? that? Why not? Texas is wonderful. I would love that. I'm going. Where, where are you going CPAP. tomorrow? I'm going to be. In Thank Texas. you. Thank you, Ethan. Thank you. <laughs> I know, but you have to fly all the way down there again. Another trip. I'm like, I'm not doing that many trips. Yeah, but it's worth trips. it. One, first of all, Texas is awesome. We have a ton of friends there. Every time we go there, we have a great time. We see. Now, the best we part is when you go to Texas. You know, we order great food, and you know what I'm going to order when I'm down there. What are you going to order? You, 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 you know ribs, sauce, barbecue. That's yeah, Bar- it's going to be barbecue day. The whole plane is going to reek. Probably, definitely. <laughs> and then that, so there's what, nothing a like a hearty barbecue meal at midnight on a plane. <laughs> Here's some coleslaw and mac and cheese All right, you know for what? your midnight I hate, snack. I hate, I hate everybody on my team. This oh. is really why I stopped traveling. God. Uh, all right, let's go say hi to uh, Tom is in Utah. Tom, are you uh, following that Senate race out in Utah? You see this guy, Evan McMullen, that's running out in Utah. Do you see that Mitt Romney won't even support uh, uh, Senator Mike Lee, who deserves support? Have you noticed that out there? Oh, absolutely. There's Everybody around here uh, has been hoodwinked into just following Mitt Romney because of uh, he did such a good job at the at the Olympics. And then he turned around and kind of crawfished everybody. Well, let me tell you something. So they're running this guy, Evan McMullen. They're trying to portray him as an independent. He's not. He is. Oh, no. He's to the left of Mitt Romney, and he's going to be a reliable Democratic vote. Now, Utah is not a liberal state. The only thing I ask the people of Utah is do not allow him to bamboozle you into thinking he's something that he's not. He's not a conservative. Senator Mike Lee is a rock-solid, constitutionalist, freedom-loving conservative. And he's done a great job for the state of Utah. He'll continue to do a great job, and he's going to win that race. And I don't, I don't care how... I, it's like Mitt Romney. It's like invasion of the body snatchers. Honestly, he's not the same guy that I knew. Just like Liz Cheney. I knew Liz Cheney. And and I was I I liked her father, and I say liked past tense. I I do not have respect for them anymore. 
you know, the entire conservative movement went to war for the Cheneys because they wanted to put they didn't just want to put Scooter Libby in jail. They wanted to put Dick Cheney in jail. That was what their real goal was. And accusing him of war crimes, being a war criminal, uh, murderer, you know, Bush lied, Cheney lied, people died. They wanted all of these people in jail. They wanted they wanted George W. Bush in jail. They wanted Karl Rove in jail. They wanted all of them in jail. And then here come the conservatives, go to war against the radical left, and now Liz Cheney's best friends with these people. Tell me what happened there, because I can't figure it out. I have no idea. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of, even with the governor out here, uh, there was, there's been, he told a bunch of people out here, uh, his group or whatever. Uh, I've had people come in here that have, de- that have been Democrats saying that they changed their affiliation to Republican just so they could vote him in the primary. Uh, and, and then it was just a landslide. And then they v- changed, vote then for they changed who in the primary back. The, to, so they could vote for who in the primary? Uh, Governor Cox. Oh, I got you. Okay. In, in, the, in the last round. So we're stuck. Not only do we have Mitt Romney, now we've got Governor Cox, who's just as much liberal as, uh, as the rest of them. Well, I'm just saying, dude, dude, for the people of Utah, and there's so many good people there. Do you, by the way, do you go to Crown Burger ever? I do, and <laughs> quite a bit, actually. You know what? <laughs> I love Crown Burger. So do you, like, go once a week? Uh, It's about 40 miles away, so we probably go maybe once a month. So you actually drive 40 minutes because that's how great a Crown Burger is. That's amazing. yeah. It's worth it, though. Let me ask you something, Sean. Did you have lunch today? Because so far you've talked about ribs and Texas Roadhouse, and now you got this poor guy talking about Crown Burger. See, now I'm getting hungry. (laughs) Everybody's hungry. I can tell you what I ate. I had my workout for an hour and a half, and then I had four egg whites spinach oh it sounds so good and grilled onions and oh, that's it so filling wow surprised you can even talk you'd be proud You're of floating me. away <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty much all all protein paleo and you know a few veg, veggies you need about 12 in. more eggs after that workout four is not going to cut it no just egg whites i don't eat the, oh i'm the sorry not the whole egg I maybe once a week i'll have maybe like, that's why you're hungry a few scrambled eggs yeah i mean it's it tastes good at the time Hey, our friends at the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, remember I've t- been telling you they're doing their Do Good Village. It's in Lando Lakes, Florida. It's a first-of-a-kind of uh, community with over 100 homes for program recipients. Now, it's a place where Gold Star families and families of fallen first responders and catastrophically injured heroes, where they all live together with neighbors that obviously understand what they're going through, it's also a place where the children of these families grow up together. It's literally a community of people that have had shared trauma and loss and suffering. But anyway, the foundation is on a mission to do more of these for these families. And this Do Good Village is helping beyond measure. And it's all thanks, by the way, to an extraordinary donation of many acres of land. And, of course, your generosity to build the homes. Now, they're asking all of us to commit 11 bucks a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Their website is the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. And we can help America's greatest heroes, their families. They're going to heal together in communities like this. And you can make the Do Good Village the first, hopefully, of many communities like it all across the country. And with every mortgage-free home, the foundation makes good on their promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices our heroes have made for our country and for our communities. 
They're asking all of us, I'm included, 11 bucks a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Their website, the letter T, the number two, the letter T, dot org. By the way, uh, Congresswoman Jackie Walarski is with the 2nd District in Indiana. Uh, sadly, we just got news she was killed in a car crash. Our thoughts, condolences, prayers go out to her family. I mean, they've got to be devastated. She's been on this program before, and uh, they're in our thoughts and prayers today. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Good show tonight, Hannity, 9 Eastern on Fox. Please set your DVR. Senator Ted Cruz, Governor Glenn Youngkin will join us tonight. Larry Kudlow tonight. Geraldo, Greg Garrett, so much more. News you'll never get from the media mob. 9 Eastern, Hannity on Fox. We'll see you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.